Hey guys, welcome to the Marriage Ignited Podcast. We are Adrian and Jennifer Pina, bringing practical and spiritual tools to ignite your marriage. So here we are, guys, and welcome to episode 11 as we continue on in our series on communication. And in this episode, we are going to continue to talk about one of the hardest areas we face in marriage, and that is conflict. Did you know that your personality style can play a role in how you deal and manage with conflict? So in today's episode, we're going to talk about personality styles and conflict. Plus, we are going to teach you a tool, a technique for resolving conflict that has helped us that we have literally used about our whole entire marriage. And we believe that you're going to love it and you're going to find it tremendously fruitful and helpful. Now, if you're watching this on the YouTube channel today, then you might've noticed that the penis are wearing their Star Wars sh- shirts because in honor of this video is being recorded on May the 4th, Star Wars days, and we happen to be huge Star Wars Yay. fans. And so to all our Star Wars fans out there, may the 4th be with you. <laughs> all right, you guys. So we're going to begin with looking at conflict styles. Have you ever noticed that people have different approaches or styles in conflict? David and Claudia Arp compare the way we handle conflict to certain animals in their book, 10 Great Dates to Energize Your Marriage. You guys, we love the Arps. We love everything they've ever written on marriage. <laughs> So we have used their materials for over a decade. We love their premarital book, 10 Great Dates to um, Prepare, or Before You Say I Do, Before I think. Before You Say I Do. And then to energize your marriage, we've used this in life groups. We've used this with counseling couples. And so this is just a great, great resource. So we're going to link this in the description below. And as we begin to look at these conflict styles, we are u- literally using one of the sections in their book. They compare the conflict styles to animals, which is so helpful. It's really fun. It's really relatable. And it's really most of all memorable. So years later, when we've, you know, met with couples that we've counseled with or had life group, you know, reunions or whatever, people will always remember those animal types. So it's just a really memorable and relatable way to understand our different styles in conflict. So there's going to be six animals and we want you to really consider closely which animal are you. Think about yourself as we go through these. So the first one we're going to talk about is the turtle. The turtle says, I withdraw. So that's kind of the catchphrase for the turtle. I withdraw. The turtle withdraws in conflict, and that is their normal response. Their normal response is just withdraw in conflict. They withdraw withdraw physically a lot of times by walking away, leaving the room, whatever the case may be. They also withdraw emotionally. That looks like turning the person off, just like shutting off, kind of shutting down emotionally. So either one of those is how they withdraw. So the next animal we want to talk about is the skunk. And the skunk is the one who attacks. I attack. So the skunk verbally attacks. They're aggressive. They're masters of sarcasm in putting people down. They make the other person feel bad without acknowledging their own shortcomings often. Mm. Okay. So the turtle, the skunk, the beaver, the beaver says, I avoid. So the beaver avoids conflict by being busy, kind of busy as a beaver, right? Busy as a beaver, (laughs) Easy one to remember that one. They immerse themselves in work, social media, church, whatever, anything that they can do to evade conflict. They find something to do as a mechanism to avoid the conflict. So the fourth animal is the chameleon. And the chameleon's phrase is, I yield. 
think about a chameleon in the natural. Chameleons blend in with their background. So they take their background and they change colors and they just kind of morph and just kind of fade to the back. And it's the same thing as it relates to conflict. The chameleon avoids conflict by changing to the particular situation. So if somebody's aggressive or somebody, you know, they change and adapt with the given situation. They agree with whatever's being expressed. They never express their own opinion or how they really feel. The next animal is the owl. The owl's the, uh, phrase is, I intellectualize. So the owl avoids conflict by using intellect. They will talk about emotions, but only, but not really kind of like only on an intellectual level. It's all about facts and no feelings with the owl. And the last animal is the gorilla. And the gorilla's statement is, I intimidate. And if you think about a gorilla, if you've ever seen one inside of a zoo, you often see them pounding their chest as a means of aggression toward other gorillas to try to scare them. It's a scare tactic, an intimidation tactic. The same thing kind of happens, not pounding your chest, so to speak, but the same thing happens in conflict with the gorilla. The gorilla must win at all costs. They manipulate and intimidation are their main and primary weapons. They're insecure, often beneath the surface. They always keep records of wrong, and they are always right. So we're all wired differently in conflict, and knowing is half the battle, okay? So when we understand our own style and that of our partner, we can better, better navigate the waters of conflict. So let us kind of give you an example of how this has helped us. For Adrian and I, we learned this, like I said, well over a decade ago, maybe even more towards sure. like 15 years ago. So when we first learned about the different conflict styles, we immediately know which ones each other were. So I am a skunk and Adrian is a turtle. Turtle. So one of the things that really helped me is being able to understand I totally could relate to the aggressive kind of style of the skunk. And it helped me in conflict to just be more self-aware. What, what's happening right now? What am I doing? I'm skunking all over him and it's not helpful, you know? So just being aware of that helped me to kind of, in conflict, to just kind of calm down a little bit, to shut that down a little bit. It helped me to understand really how my behaviors were affecting Adrian when we were in conflict or how my choices were affecting him. And it really helped me kind of feel bad about that you know what i mean like correct that from a place of real real humility and repentance so skunking and turtling became verbs in the peanut household <laughs> and so sometimes we would identify by those actions but with me being a turtle what i often noticed was it was very easy for me to withdraw and just check out when it came to conflict which was not fair and which was really not godly in a way as well so there would be days at the beginning of our marriage where i could check out for long periods of time or even days upon time and we've talked about that previously, uh, even in our last video, one of our core elements when it comes to marriage is we believe the biblical principle of not letting the sun go down on your wrath. So now we've come to an agreement that within 24 hours, we will try as best as we can to be able to resolve that conflict. And that really comes a lot from my turtling. And so I would often give Jen the silent treatment as a way to kind of punish her and just as a way to kind of deal, to avoid it and to kind of put my head in the sand. And I'd be totally content with it while she continued to stew and it just made things a lot worse. And so my turtling now acknowledging that understanding that has definitely helped us in that way. Yeah. You guys, we're all one of these animals. Okay. And really each one of them, it kind of reflects almost like the weakness of that person. And in, in a sense, you know, in conflict, Adrian and I always say nobody's perfect. We all can improve. And so for me, 
learning to be able to be more aware of my style and just how that affects Adrian as a skunk. He withdraws immediately as a turtle. And so we were just like kind of hitting a wall when we would go through stuff. We were just hitting a wall and we weren't really sure. So this helped us really understand that better and be able to behave in a, in a better way. It helped Adrian really realize like he, when he was withdrawing, why he was withdrawing, right? Because he was feeling overwhelmed by the conflict. He was maybe feeling overwhelmed when I was skunking him and being really aggressive with my tone and my body language. And then it helped me to really be aware, like I said, of how my behavior was affecting him. It wasn't producing life in us. And so being aware of our conflict styles has really made such a huge impact in our conflict overall. Being able to navigate it in a healthy way and kind of put ourselves in check, humble ourselves when we're kind of stepping into that place that's not healthy. And really the point is, is to know what your conflict style is, you know, and yes, it's beneficial to know your partners as well, but it really all begins with you is because then you understand how you are internally processing conflict so that you can know how you can change your behavior for which you're responsible for in the conflict in order that in, you could bring healthy resolution into your marriage. Once I understood certain things about my qualities as being a turtle, it helps me to understand my responsibility then that I can't just run away from the conflict. That has helped me tremendously to be able to walk it forward and to be able to process through to resolution. All right, you guys. So we titled this episode Conflict Resolution 101. We're really pulling together the conflict styles that we just talked about. And we're going to be modeling for you the speaker-listener technique. This technique is an amazing technique out of the book, Fighting for Your Marriage. It's authored by Markman, Stanley, and Bloomberg. We'll link it in the description below. It's an incredible resource for your marriage. Definitely check that one out. So we're going to be sharing with you the speaker-listener technique, which comes directly from that book. And this is something that we've used all throughout our marriage. We really love this tool because it's so simple. Once you learn how to do it, it's so simple. And it really gives you the avenue to pull really all the resources we've been learning together. So we're going to be pulling resources from a couple of the other episodes that we've used or we've shared with you guys. We're going to be pulling those together using this tool to see healthy, healthy conflict be resolved. I mean, healthy ways to resolve conflict. It's an amazing tool. Yeah. Let's take a step back for a moment and remember what communication is all about. Communication involves sending and receiving a message, and the goal is ultimately understanding. So especially during conflict, is crucially important that understanding actually takes place. So this technique, the speaker-listener technique, will take your communication to a whole new level. It is a structure that allows you to practice being assertive, which means expressing your feelings and asking for what you want by using I messages that we've talked about in the last episode. And practice active listening, letting your partner know how to understand them by restating the message. Again, all these things we have talked about in previous episodes, and we'll link the YouTube playlist, by the way. So don't let these concepts intimidate you. It's actually very simple, and we're going to demonstrate it for you guys to show you exactly how it works. All right, so there's rules to this technique. Here are the rules for the speaker, okay? The rules for the speaker is that you're going to use iMessages to take ownership for your feelings rather than you statements that put your partner on the defensive. So we talked about iMessages. iMessages are all about owning how you feel 
rather than placing blame on your partner. So instead of saying, you did this and you did that, you're saying, I feel when you because. Another rule for the speaker is speak for yourself. Don't mind read. Hello, can we say that together right now? Do not mind read. There is no such thing, first of all. It never works. It's never productive. It's never healthy for your marriage, okay, for communication. So speak for yourself. Don't mind read. Keep the statements brief. Don't go on and on and on and on and on, okay? And stop to let the listener paraphrase. All right, so let's talk about some rules for the listener. So the person speaking, we obviously get that. Now, what about the person listening? So the listener must paraphrase what the speaker has just said by saying something like this. What I heard you say was, and you don't have to paraphrase word for word exactly. You're trying to catch the main idea of what actually was being communicated. Focus on the speaker's message and don't rebut. That's very important. And remember, the goal is understanding. So gain permission from the speaker to advise question or to comment. Here's what that means, what that kind of looks like, is if you need something clarified by what was being spoken, then you can ask the speaker and you can say, hey, I didn't really understand this. Is this what I, I think this is what you mean. Is this what you mean? You're asking a clarifying question, then you could go ahead and paraphrase again what you believe. So that way there's uh, clarity that is brought in the midst of the situation. Okay. So rules for both. Rules for both. So the speaker has the floor. So when the speaker is speaking, then make sure you're listening. The speaker keeps the floor while the listener paraphrases, and then you share the floor. Problem solving comes after understanding has been gained. So implied in this rule is that you're not interrupting each other. Okay. Let's just say, let's just say what's not being said. You're not interrupting each other. Don't be speaking over each other. The speaker has the floor while they're speaking. You're listening. You're not interrupting. Okay. All right. So we want to remind you that body language and tone are very big parts of how we communicate. Okay. So in this tool, we're going to complement this with a position that we like to sit in that's called a dyad. And we're going to literally demonstrate this for you guys right now. Okay. All right, so a dyad, it it literally just means two, I think. Um, So a dyad, you are sitting knee to knee from each other, okay? So this is a very intimate posture where our knees are touching. We're going to be looking at each other from um, eye to eye. So our our knees are touching. We're looking at each other in each other's eyes. And this is a very safe posture. So speaker-listener technique in iMessages will have to do with the words that you're saying. The dyad has to do with the the body language and in some posture. Yeah, the posture that you're saying. So this is a very intimate posture. It's a very safe posture. We're going to be communicating as two people face to face. We're also not distracted by anything else. We're not distracted by other people. We're not distracted by devices, phones, whatever screens. We're literally giving each other our full attention. This really reflects a mutual sharing of ideas. This is a space for us to share ideas, to share how we're feeling, our opinions, our dislikes, all the things, okay? It's a position of respect. Not one person is not towering over the other person, right? So if Adrian were to be standing over me while we were working through a conflict, his body language would say a lot, right? Or vice versa, okay? This is a way for you to have a mutual power and control. By sitting in this posture, you have mutual power and control in the conflict. And again, it's, it's about eye contact and intimacy. This is a very intimate posture to be in. Okay, 
We're going to demonstrate for you guys the speaker listener technique. We're going to remind you that iMessages are, we're going to use iMessages as we do it. Okay. So iMessages are just a simple mechanism for communicating. Mm -hmm. And the formula is I feel when you because. So listen for that as you see us walk through this technique. All right. So Adrian, I felt loved when you took out the trash and unloaded. No, I'm sorry. I felt loved when you took out the trash and you vacuumed the other day because it shows that you're contributing to the needs of our home, that you care about the needs of our home. Okay. What I heard you say was that you felt loved when I vacuumed and took out the trash the other day because it showed that I was contributing to the needs of our home. Yes, you got that right. All right. See, what's important about the paraphrasing is that now there is clarity and understanding has taken place because the speaker acknowledges that that is exactly what they were actually thinking. So now you know that you're on the same page. So that's really, really important when it comes to that. So you saw me as the speaker share a feeling that I had. It was a positive feeling in this case. I felt loved when he did these chores because he was contributing to our home. Then he just listened. He didn't have to He didn't have to say anything. He just was looking at me, giving me his full attention, listening to me. And then he said it back to me as closely as he could, paraphrasing it as closely as he could, the basic idea of what I said. Yep. Very simple. Okay. Speaker, listener. And then after he correctly said it, he asked me, did I say it right? And I said, yes. Yep. And you can see how this is a positive example, how this is beneficial on a positive level, but you can see how we're going to give you a slightly more negative example now, but the you could see how this would be very beneficial in conflict because if you're willing to do this, which takes some humility, especially if you're hot, right? It takes a little humility to be able to do that and calm down to do this. You're going to gain so much clarity and understanding. So that way you can kind of tackle the issue and not tackle each other when it comes to that. So let me go ahead and I'm going to now play the speaker role and I'm going to say one that is a little bit more challenging than what we just went ahead and shared with you, okay? So, Jen, I feel annoyed when you asked me to edit a couple clips for social media because you knew that I already had a lot going on. Okay, Um, what I heard you say was that you felt annoyed when I asked you to edit some clips for social media because I knew that you were really busy and you had a lot going on. Did I get it right? Yes, you did. Okay. In this case, in this example, we're literally just modeling you the the technique. Okay. We're we're gonna next week work through the example all the way to forgiveness. So you heard Adrian as the speaker share his feelings, and then me as the listener listen without, you know, any kind of funky faces or roll, <laughs> rolling of eyes or interruptions, listening to him and then repeating back to him what he said. What we really appreciate about this technique, you guys, it's that simple, first of all. It's really not complicated, even though it sounds like complicated. It's super easy to do. What we really appreciate about about this technique, we've used this technique all of our marriage, literally, for 15 years. And I think what we do now is we always, when we will sit in a dyad and actually go through speaker listener, I would say maybe 10 times a year. Something like that. Yeah, it's not all the time. It's not every single conflict. But what I really appreciate is that we have this tool that we can go to when we need it and that we both respect it and we respect the process enough and we respect each other enough 
that we will use this tool. So I really just, it really comfort comforts me as a wife to have this tool that I need when we, when we need it, you know, when we need it, which is inevitable because conflict happens for all of us, right? I also really appreciate, because honestly, as a woman, I don't always know that he hears me, especially when I'm talking about my feelings. So I really- What you talking about? <laughs> I really, really appreciate and I feel valued when I hear him state back to me that he has heard me and he states back my feelings. It really helps me feel valued. I feel so blessed when I hear him saying that back to me. So that's that's why part of why we I love it. I love it because real talk, fellas. Yeah, the emotions thing is not always easy for us, right? So one of the reasons why I really like it is because it brings clarity. I am a guy who sometimes sees things, has a tendency to see things a little bit more black and white, and I like to uh, know what I am talking about or have understanding about it. So by me paraphrasing back to Jen and her confirming and saying, yes, that's what I said, then I know that I have heard and I know that I understand what is going on. So then that way I could feel better equipped to address the issue as we continue to process through conflict. And so that helps me as well, also as the speaker on the speaker side, to feel that I am speaking clearly as well, because sometimes it's not as easy for me to articulate specifically what I'm feeling in a given moment. So when I walk away from the conflict, I know that I've walked away with clear understanding then at that point to be able to address it and walk it through forward. You guys, this has just um, been a great tool for us, and we really pray that it's a good tool for you. We, we hope that you will try it. Put it into practice for yourselves. You know, like we said, it's not like every single conflict we have. Now, I will say every conflict we have or or most conflicts, we do use iMessages probably almost daily or weekly. But for sure, the speaker listener technique, we probably use it maybe 10 times a year. And it's been a great, great tool for us. Yeah, but the iMessages on top of not only is that a regular thing, but even when we talk about forgiveness, you're going to see why we don't like the phrase, I'm sorry. So the iMessages built in on top of that is something that's regularly in rotation and practice for us. As we conclude this idea, okay, speaker listener technique, this has been a really great tool for us. So we want you to think through this, this quote from Prepare and Rich. When each person knows what the other person feels or wants, that's assertiveness. And when each knows they have been heard and understood, that's active listening, intimacy is increased. Couples, we want to just encourage you that as you walk through conflict in a way that honors God, it will, in fact, strengthen your marriage. Amen to that. It will. You know, we are going to have conflict in our marriages, but as you walk through it in a healthy way, in a way that honors God, in a way that honors the covenant marriage relationship that you have with your spouse, you will have a stronger and healthier relationship as an, at the end. You will have a stronger bond. You will have greater respect and appreciation for one another. You're going to know your spouse like you haven't known them before. That's one of the things that I really also appreciate, appreciate about speaker listener and the I messages is that. A lot of times I had no idea what Adrian was feeling, literally clueless. Like if I had to guess, I couldn't even throw a dart at it. Like there's no way. And this has really helped me know my husband in a deeper way. And so that's what we pray for you. We pray that as you put this technique into practice in your life, that you actually have stronger, more ignited marriages as a result. Amen to that. That's the goal, guys. 
So guys, look for new episodes to drop every single Tuesday, 2 p.m. Eastern time and utilize this podcast to invest in your marriage. If you're checking this out on the YouTube channel, go in and hit that subscribe button. We're going to work very hard to bring you amazing and awesome content that will help you to be able to invest in your marriage. We would really appreciate if you like this video, go ahead and get social with us on all the social media platforms, tag us, share with your friends, hashtag marriage ignited. We'd love to be able to connect with you in that way. If you consume this podcast on any audio platform, go ahead and like us, share, subscribe on all those platforms that really helps to bring uh, exposure to Marriage Ignited so we can continue to bring you this awesome content. We hope that you guys have been loving this series on communication. We'd love to hear in the comments which episode or which topic has really impacted you the most in your marriage. We'd love to hear from you any ideas that you have for upcoming episodes that would be a blessing to you and your spouse. In the YouTube channel, you can hit the little bell and so you don't miss a thing. It'll send you notifications when a new episode is launched. So make sure you ding that little bell so you don't miss a thing. All right, you guys. So next Tuesday, we're finishing our series on communication. We can't wait to see you then. Have a great week and God bless you. God bless y'all. We'll see you then.